So here we go. So um, continuing Perchaf Uladas Rabbi Elazar Iker Hachua. So again, Maralki is pointing this out over and over again. We don't know. Not Rabbi Elazar and not Hachamim. Did they have a Musora for what happened over there? Between Moshe Rabbeinu, the shepherds, and the daughters of Yisro. There was, we're using the Posuk and Svora. Right? So Rabbi Elazar reasoned that if the Posuk is coming to tell me that Moshe Rabbeinu saved them, it was a salvation, and he stood up from judgment and said that this must be put on end, the Torah is coming to stress to me, how absolutely incredibly crucial it was that they be saved and that it was a being saved from a very, very dire circumstance. So the Torah is stressing that to me that must be that the salvation is from the most terrible thing that can happen to them. That everybody agrees. So Rabbi Elazar figured that the Iker Hachua the primary salvation of a person is a spiritual salvation. Is minachet. Shogilu arrives. So this is going to save them. So it must be, it makes sense. And being that Maral has said many times that the world that we live in, especially the world of such big people, which is going to be forming the entire class around the Torah, of Moshe Rabbeinu, his wife, and others, nothing is bimikra, nothing is by happenstance. So, therefore, if the point is he should be saving them, so then the saving is going to be from what in Lambdas makes sense to be the greatest salvation. And that's what happened. Yeah, I want to point, I want to clarify this. On the one hand, Rabbi Elazar did not know what happened. He doesn't have a Masora. Yeah? So he's using Svara. He's saying, in Lomdus it makes sense. First says, okay, Lomdus, Shlomdus, or maybe, yeah, but maybe what actually happened is they were trying to drown them. Even though the most fundamental salvation is a salvation of the <coughs> Nefesh from the hate of Gilearias. But perhaps what actually happened was that they were drowning them. This is no. Because since we know that the Torah is not the Mikra, we know that life is not a happenstance, and especially, says the Maral always, with such big people and such crucial junctures in their life, that it was so crucial that the Torah had to write it down. So it wasn't just something that kind of happened. So if that's the case, then whatever makes sense in Lambdas can be assumed to be the thing that actually happened. Does that make sense? Okay. So, therefore, this is a more this is the ultimate 
salvation is to save a person's spirituality. Uladas Rabbonin Teshuas Atzman who Yosher Teshua they understood that the shepherds were drowning them because salvation of the primary per the, the basic person is more of a salvation. Lahatzil Ha'adam Atzmo V'yishayar B'chaim Which means that everybody agrees the soul is a loftier part of the person. So seemingly, you say, listen, if I can save you your million dollar business, or I can save you the shirt of your back. So the saving of a million dollar business is more important. So the Shama is loftier, it's higher. So that's the primary salvation. So it's true. But the physical life of a person is more basic. If I lose my life, there's nothing there's nothing else to be saved. So though it's not the it's not the greatness of me. It's not, you can't call, if you save someone physically, you can't call that you truly save them. Because there's still so much more to the person. Right? A doctor in the emergency room, he saves a person. And then the guy goes, and he sits down in front of his computer screen. And he watches Netflix and eats potato chips for the rest of his life. So is it called that the doctor saved them? Was it a true salvation? And says No. He only saved them on that. Uh, the, the person still wasted his life away. The only way that you can call that you saved them is if you were makar of him to the Torah and the mitzvahs. That's the true salvation. On the other hand, says say, say the Rabbanon that The most basic salvation is to is to save me to say that the shepherds were going to take them out of this world entirely, right? That's a more basic salvation. So the the machlekes is between when we want when the Torah is coming to stress this was salvation. So it's got to be something big. And machlekes is does it mean it's the you know it's the basic salvation, the bare line that if not this then there's nothing. Or is it the other extreme? Is it the ultimate salvation? Is it where I bring you into a state of spiritual completion? Where, where, where I save you from a state of spiritual destruction, that is. You hear the difference? That's the machleka. And, and this type of machleka is very, very common. Very common in Chazal. Because they're not arguing... What is what's what's what you know? They're both in agreement how to read the pasuk. They're both in agreement that since it says he saved them and he got up from judgment to do this, everybody agrees that, th- that there's something really really big to happen here. But there's two ways that something can be really really big. 
It could be that without it you have nothing, or it could be that with it you have the ultimate thing. Right? So it's either that I saved you from losing the crown on your head, which is the most valuable thing you have, or it's that I saved you from losing your life, which is that without it you, you have nothing. If I save you from losing your life, so good, you have your life, but you, you're not really saved because you still don't have a shuagmura. If I save you, but, but, but on the other hand, it's a more fundamental salvation. Okay. Good. Says the morale that not only is there a machlekes, like we just spoke out, so having a machlekes and lambdas as to what would be called a salvation. But now, says the Maral, we know that the Pasuk says that if a Nara HaMeurasa is being assaulted in the field, there's no savior to her. So then uh, she's not to be held accountable, right? Because it was onus. Okay. But says the Maral, so... so if we're having a machlaikis in Svara, the Moshe Rabbeinu saved them, and this was the ultimate salvation, which one was it? So l'chayra there would be an afkamina in din. So l'chayra there would be an afkamina in din. What if you're standing, you have a, one gun, with one bullet in it, and you see two road film, one is running after a woman to murder her, Another one is running after a woman to drown her. Ezra, which one do you shoot? Uh, murder. <laughs> so Ezra, Ezra prefers the explanation of the Chachamim. Noah, what about you? One is coming to sexually assault one woman, and then there's another woman going in the other direction. There's two people running in two opposite directions. You can't catch them both. Two women running away from two criminals. The one is running after the woman to murder her. The other one is running after another woman to commit the sin of Gilarias. Which one do you shoot? No. What? I guess this, this is the machlokas right there, right? This is the machlokas, right? Uh, is, so, she, is she an Asia's Hish? Is it, uh, we're talking Gila Raisa Raisa? Good question. Uh, I'm going with Hariga. I'm sorry? I'm going with Hariga if, um, if she's not an Asia's Hish. Aha. So, meaning, you're asking Akasha on the morale? You asked us in our opinion, which one would you, uh, sorry, background noise, but, 
if it's Gila Rice the Raisa, you know, if it's, an, if it's a, a relative or an Asian, I would maybe put them on the same plane. But if it wasn't, maybe Hariga would be worse. Um, I'm asking, are you asking a question on the moral or no? No, I, you asked us a question. I'm I understand. Question. Right, right. But we, but we just learned, we just learned the moral, right? That he explained to us that we're having a machlekes over here. We have pnuyus. We have non-married, um, non-Jewish girls, right, who are about to be. Something is happening to them that requires the salvation from Moshe Rabbeinu, and we're having a machlekes between Rabbi Elazar and the Rabbanon. What that was, and says the morale just like. They would have that lambdus, that machlekes and lambdus, as to what that was. There, there would be a nafkamina ludin amongst uh, b- between them. Right? So let's read it. Vavshay ki yesh chiluk b'neim b'din. There would be even a nafkamina lahalacha. Ledas Rabbi Elazar imachad rodef achar erva. Now, he does define her as being erva. Even though Sipora was not an erva, l'chayra. That's a ha'ara. Ve'echad rodev l'harog. What's an erva? An erva is a forbidden relation. An erva is a woman. Erva? What? Why would she be an erva in this situation? That, that's what I'm pointing out. That 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 that's not that seemingly a unmarried um, girl is not an erva. So we'll have to revisit that point. You can only save one. So you should save the woman who is being pursued to be violated. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, Ari, you hear the morale seems to be trying to bevore in your kasha. Yeah. Right? He's calling her an erva. Um, what it might be is that Moshe Rabbeinu was living in a time before the giving of the Torah. Right? I mean, for example, let me ask you a question. Noah, um, Quick revisit to the bar exam that you took not that long ago. Um, or maybe it was a long time ago already. Is there a difference in secular law between a person who violates a married woman or a person who violates a unmarried single woman? That's a no. Uh, no. 
there's no there's no there's no difference whatsoever, right? So it means in secular law it's just what do you mean? You 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 damaged her spiritually, right? Now the Torah then goes and it defines for us you know these things in, in its own terms, right? So when Rabbi Elazar and uh, Rabbanu are going to be applying this to- story, the story happened before Matan Torah. They're going to be going and applying it post Matan Torah. So that's why maybe you have to add the the erva over here because the Torah stressed to us: you must save a person's life, right? And being that the Torah also stressed to us that one should not engage in a riot, right? Meaning, without the Torah stressing anything, so there was the value of human life, and there's the value of human spiritual dignity. And we're having a is which one of them is a greater salvation. Then, so, Ari is pointing out that, listen, but since then the Torah has come along and said to you, you must save a person's life. So unless I have on the other side that also saving a person's um, erva spiritual difficulty, uh, meaning, meaning to say uh, a situation where one must save a married woman from such a situation, if, if I don't have that Avera over there to counterbalance it, then that, then that side is going to lose. So that's why the morale perhaps would add over here, even though Sipora and her sisters were not ervas, they were not married women, but uh, he's taking from a non-Toradika perspective and importing it into a Toradika perspective. Okay, beautiful. Any questions before we continue? As I realize, I realize you jumped in a little bit late, so if you want to, we can uh, discuss it a little bit afterwards or whatever. Okay. I feel like Rabbi Gershenfeld I missed the beginning, but I feel like if Rabbi Gershenfeld were teaching this year, he would slap me, or all of us, and say, why are you guys so from? Of course, murder is worse. So, I mean, I, I went back and read it. I get that there's some comparison, but is that the right way to think about it? You say Rabbi Gershenfeld would argue on the morale? I feel like he would slap us and say, why are you guys being so from? Of course, being dead is worse than being assaulted. But again, I'm pointing out to you that the morale over here says that there's going to be a machlek is being rabbi. I see it. Right. So that's why. Okay. So like I said, you jumped in a little bit late. We discussed the difference between the two, right? And uh, so the morale is saying that there is that there's a machlekes lidina over here, halacha um, la right? What a person should do. So. Um, that's being dead is worse than being assaulted. That's true. But saving someone from death may not be as much as saving someone from assault. That would be that would be the that would be the chiluk that the morale would say over here. Okay. Um, can, I ask, can I ask a question how this works mechanically? Sorry, can I ask a question how this works mechanically? Yeah. Um, I'm puzzled why 
again, Moshe is not saving the the Rodfim from their spiritual destruction. He's saving the 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 victims, the female victims, from being abused. Right. If they, if they're not, if they're obviously, if they're not um, consenting to this, why is it that they're being? Why is the spiritual destruction to them so great? I mean, it's sort of out of their hands, right? They're not, it's not like they're willfully committing an avera, right? They're being subjected to um, an action that may damage them. Obviously, but it's not like it's, it's hard for me to see the equivalency. I'm, I'm going to have to side with Ezra on this a little bit. That it, it's, it's if if they were going to engage in the riots willfully, I could hear like it's, it's they're kind of like equal, but because they're being subjected to something against the consent, it doesn't like, seem like the culpability of that action is so is so intense, such that you such that you'd actually equate it to to getting killed. Well, once that culpability of getting killed is also nothing. There's no there's no avera to get killed. Right. So there's no possible better salvation on this side than what we have in front of us, which is saving a life. So I'm just saying that the, the, the spiritual equivalency should be similarly great. But it sounds like it's, it's not. I'm not I'm making, I'm not making a connection based, based on the culpability. I'm making a connection based on or for someone's spiritual spirituality affected. You have to have a culpability with the action that's, that's hurting you. It seems like they wouldn't have it here. Well, yeah, we're talking about that's where a situation where someone else can do something to you which will hurt your spirituality. Let, let's take a step back, guys. If someone else kills a person, the person still has a helicanoma bar, right? Meaning the, the one that got killed. Right? Is that, is that, that they lost all spirituality, right? What what we're saying is that that person now will no longer be able to continue um, in the physical world. Okay? And now, on the other side of that is they're having something done to them instead of physical, spiritual. Something that will that is spiritually hurting them. I don't think anybody can deny that. This is as far as what someone else can do to a person to hurt them emotionally and spiritually. This is about as worse as you can get, no? At least there be a lot of thought so. Why is this? Why is it so damaging to the victim be subjected to a sexual assault? I think maybe Noah's point is you're not losing uh, your own abba if this happens to you, right? Like you're not held accountable. Right. I think that's what you're saying. That's true. In either situation, that's true. But but I mean, the person is going to be scarred. In a very, very deep way. I mean, you're talking about 
at the end of the day, no one can ever hurt someone else, and no one can ever make you lose your Olam Haba. The only one that can make you lose your Olam Haba is you. That's what I'm pointing out. Whether it be death, or assault, or anything else. Right? But, to the extent that someone can hurt a person, meaning, you're talking about here saving her from unbelievable spiritual and emotional turmoil. What we're saying is not the spiritual and emotional turmoil, it's not a reduction in schar or schios that one has in all of Allah. That's, that's not the perspective. We, we're not talking about We're not talking about Allah. Nobody can take from you all, right. your Allah. Right. Right. Again, if she were to consent to this Havera, then, then that would be... We could start talking about, okay, detraction from Sakharna blah, blah, That's not the conversation here. Right. I think I misunderstood that initially the first time around. This is just a person's emotional, psychological, spiritual state would be damaged by being... Right. So what's more important, the body or, 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 or the spirit, right? So the body is more basic, the spirit is more uh, absolute. I mean, just because I save someone's body, but they come out traumatized for the rest of their life, okay, big deal. So I mean, to, to save trauma is more of an ultimate salvation, because then the person is a healthy person, they can continue with a normal life. Okay, anyway, that's, uh, that's, uh, but I do hear that you could distinction, that you could make a distinction, potentially, and say that no, in Din there's not going to be a Machlaikas, because the, the, the more basic is going to win over the loftier, for example, um, maybe, maybe this is what you guys were driving at a little bit, um, in a number of places the Maral asked the question, why should a person be Mevatel Talmud Torah? For the sake of a mitzvah. Right? I'm learning Torah. Why should I get up and help this old woman cross the road? Right? Isn't Torah the greatest thing there is? Isn't Torah connected to Kulam? The answer is yes. The Torah is the greatest thing. But the greatest has to give way to the, more, to the most basic. Right? Because without the basic... You got nothing. Once you have the basic, you of course want to build on it and you ultimately want to get to the greatest. Right? So to over here, one might say that with the Machlegas, Rabbi Lazar and the Chacham were having is when Moshe did save them, was the Torah trying to tell us that he did the basic saving or, he, or did he do the greatest saving? Fine, it could be a machlekes in what happened, what kind of a saving was it? Yeah? When the Torah stresses that he saved them. But not to say that the greatest saving will take precedent over the most basic saving. As I think that's what you were saying, no? I think I think that's what you were feeling, and I, I, mean, I, I hear that's far. We don't have to be this, but I mean, I, the Kasha would ask if, like, if we say honey is in honey is kimes, that if someone is going to assault a woman or 
someone else is going to, I don't know, uh, steal someone's money, I, I would say that, you know, assaulting is worse, but the, there's no chiluk. Like, it just it seems off to me, but I don't think that's the point of the Maharal, so you and I can discuss that another time. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that was... Uh, uh, so, that, that point, the, this last point that I just said, I think that's perhaps why the Maharal only says Efsher. But either way, what he wants to do is he definitely wants to bring it home, right, that just so we should see the Machloikis Chazal as to what it means, Moshia. Are we good on that? I'm still checking. Can I get a follow-up question on my previous point? If, if we're not talking about Schar, talking about the severity of the Avera, what difference does it make if this is now being upgraded to, uh, to the era of a um, Yisra Daraisa, the Yisra Kurbana. We don't really care about what the Yisra is, the severity of the Yisra is. We're talking about the the practical, psychological damage to the girl. But I'm putting out there, but now that the mitzvahs of the Torah come on the scene for us, Halakha yeah, now today we're obligated by the Torah. So the Torah tells you, do not stand over the blood of your friend. Yeah, so that's not, now I'm, I'm, besides being, you know, morally bound, which Moshe Rabbeinu was, I'm also halakhically bound. So if there's, if there's a, if there's a, uh, a, a greater, I mean, now I have to start weighing the transgressions as well. So that, that's what I think he's he's coming to do. Meaning that, that the reason why the Torah tells us is transgressions because an, an erva who is involved in Gilu Arias is a much greater violation. I mean, once a woman is married and she has that relationship with her husband, the Torah tells that which can only happen a day, you know, the Torah, the Kedushin that the Torah allows us to do, right, so now she has that, and now it's possible to get that same level of spiritual damage. Same as what? As the loss of life, which also we're meant to preserve. Okay, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about it later, I want, I want to try to get to the next paragraph, Um, we can, we can, uh, we can revisit this on an individual basis. Either way, but at least when we hear the machlek, I, I want it's very impo- important. This machlekes, I'm telling you guys, is going to appear thirty times at least in the maral, right? Um, just one example that we just saw recently, where machlekes Rav and Shmuel, when Polskin begnus in the in the in the Shal Pesach, the one opens up with the disparagement, right? First, you have to talk about the bad situation the Jewish people were in, before you can go into talking about the salvations that happened. So we have Maklekes Rav Shmuel, the Gemara Psachim, what kind of a gnus do we open up with? Do we open up with the fact, Avodim Ha'inu Lothar B'Mitzrayim? Or do we open up with the gnus of, of the Avodazara? That the, the, our forefathers were of the Avodazara. And it's exactly this Maklekes. That on the one hand, to be a Vodim is a spiritual enslavement. That's a more basic uh, 
physical gnus. But on the other hand, to be to, to be of the Avodazara is a deeper uh, gnus. Right? So and and then the Machalika says, which one do we go after? Yeah? And it's important to keep an eye on in Machlekes Chazal. Whenever you're having a Machlekes Chazal, for sure in a Gada, but even in a Chalacha, you have to ask yourself always, what are they arguing about? They're all Chachamim, right? They all perfectly understand one another. So rather what? It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of which side... Of this diamond, am I going to look at it from? Which which fa- which facet am I looking at it? Right. So each one has to have its own advantage. We've spoken about this before, right? Sometimes people ask, Rabbi, I don't get it. Every holiday we come to, Chazal tells us it's the most important holiday. Every nesiv in the siva solom that I that I learned in the Maral, it sounds like every nesiv is the most important one. Right, Lashon Har is the most important. No, uh, Leif Tov is the most important. No, um, Avoda is the most important. Right? Answer is not most important in what regard? Right? In what way? What do you mean by that? Most important? Is it the most essential? Is it the most basic? Is it the, is it the loftiest? Is it the is it the key one? Key means central, like Tiferes, Right? Is it the one that controls everything else? In in what way is it the most? Right? So to over here, we have the most salvation. In what way is it the, the, the most salvation? Okay? I don't mean to belabor this point, but it's a very important point for understanding how to learn Maral, how to learn Chazal. Okay. Continuing. V'tva'ena el ru'el Um... Amru b'midrash shalakach nechruuil. Right. So this was Yisro's name was Ruuil. Al shame shenase reilakel. He became a friend, a companion to the divine. Vatahu hascholos hadvekus leYisro l'Hashem. Meaning when Moshe Rabbeinu came into the house of Yisro, now the Torah points out that he's Ruel. Why is Yisro being called Ruel at this stage in his life? Right? Yisro has seven names. We discussed all the different seven names, how what that meant, right? But with the, when the, the, the timing that the Torah introduces the various names is to tell you that this is when this facet of his neshama was expressed, of his life's avoda was expressed, right? So over here, he became connected to Hashem when Moshe Rabbeinu came into his house. Shere Akshav, his hilavo, Moshe, El Zeri Yisrael. So, Moshe Rabbeinu married Tzipporah, he married the daughter of Yisrael. So that's when Yisrael Got his connection. Ratzon Loimar. Ki yesh li Yisro chibur v'hitztarfus l'keil. Lo kemo shar ger 
Hamizgayer Shehu Yisrael. So a regular gear is like a like a transplant of a of a branch onto another tree. You break off the branch, bring it over to the other tree, you stick it in. Now it's a, now it's kind of disappears into that thing, and now it's the whole thing is just a part of the tree. So that we would not call a companion to the divine. Aval Yisro was fit to have his daughter married by Moshe. Vaya Tola Begiruso Zivug Moshe Rabbeinu Alav Shalom. Levigach ein loy Moshe haya botol etzel Yisrael. Kevin shekol kach haya tolu begiruso zivug shel Moshe shu ikar Yisrael. Levigach nikra rei lekel k'moshnei ohevim shein echel botol etzel acher. Like we spoke out before, that Sipporah was a zivuk to Moshe. She brought th- something to Klal Israel that was, she brought something to Moshe Rabbeinu that was not there before, that was not included in Klal Israel. Right? So, and that is to a certain extent coming from Yisrael. So, Maral is telling us over here, he's called Ru'ul Re'a Lekel. He's, he's a companion. He's a companion. Now, it's an important factor. A companion is not a peer. A ray, a companion, is not is not the same thing as the thing itself. But it's also not nothing. It's an assistant, right? It means he brought something to the table. He's not a gear. Maral says a number of places. Chazal referred to a gear this past week's parsha. There's a, there's a, one of the things that a person can have in his flesh is called a, is called a sapachas. Sapachas is from a language of a, an addition, right? Like a, like a tosethus. So and and, and the Chazal referred to gerim as being a sapachas, as being something that sticks to the body of the person. It's an external thing that sticks to the body of the person. It's obviously disparaging. Not to disparage Gerim per se, but to say, Maral says, in, like I said, a number of places, but to say that just like a person has a tzura, there is a, the, what you are meant to look like, what you're meant to be like. Now, if a person grows an unsightly wart or chasvashalem lolenu, a tumorous growth on the tip of his nose, you don't say, oh, Givaldic, look at this. He just gave himself an extra million cells. So nice. Look at that, right here in the middle, right here. You got a nice big bump like that, right? It looks like Rudolph the Reindeer, right? You don't say that. Because there's a tzura that an Adam is supposed to look like. The The more you add, the more you detract. You're not meant to add. The addition destroys what the thing looks like. 
So the so what what Chazal are telling us, of course we don't turn away Gerim. Gerim are holy people. They're people who are searching for Hashem and they want to serve Hashem. But the reason why Klausel don't proselytize, we don't go around looking, is because Klausel, like the Gemara, the, the, I think we saw this actually in the Guru Hashem, the Klausel are called a uh, like a full. I mean, we wait until we had six hundred thousand until we came out. Six hundred thousand is a full surah of a nation. We have everything in it. It's kulobo. We have our own kohanim. We have our own dayanim. We have our own melech. We have everything we need. So if you start adding on external things, it's called erevrav. It, it it so it takes away from the surah of Israel, Actually, now as a chesed to them, we do it. Moshe Rabbeinu felt he couldn't say no. Hashem told him to say no, not to take the air of Rav. Moshe Rabbeinu felt he couldn't say no, because the, these people want to be Nizdabek to Hashem. So, okay, so he took him. But it didn't turn out well for us. Yeah? So that's the Sapachas. Um, that's what a warning, that there's, other, there's other very great things about Gerim, but that's just on the coup that the Chazal say as a, as a, Something that we should be aware of: what happened, what's the interaction with Gerim Kalsel. But um, here is different. Here is called a raya. It's called a, comp- a companion, which means he's bringing something necessary to the table. Not, he's not just becoming bottle and just some more cells that kind of like I don't know what to do with them over here. I got this perfect body, and now I got these extra cells I have to stick on somewhere. But whereas, no, he came. To bring something brand new to the table. Okay, that's uh, that's how far I want to get today. No. Just curious, how do we stem that with the Chazal that says that one of the reasons that Kali? I think we, we've spoken about this before. No, I just don't remember the answer. How do we stem that with the Chazal that says that one of the one of the reasons why Kali Israel was sent to Galos was to collect Aaron? It sounds like we are complete. We need to we need to pick up more people. Um, Rav Tzodik asks on that, he says, wait a second, so, and if we wouldn't have sinned ever, Hashem would have destroyed the base of Migdish, and sent Klaus onto Golos, so we could collect Gerim? Maybe they would have come on their own, somebody would, they would have come to us. Yeah. So, okay, uh, the question is, fine, okay, even if you say that, the question is, is it for us or is it for them? I mean, sometimes you have an addition that's beneficial, you know, if uh, you have a broken arm, so you put a splint on, you have a cast or something. If you have a broken arm, if you have a broken arm, Mm -hmm. but what if you don't have a broken arm? But, but, but Moshe was lacking in the fact that he had no Ben, ben Gilo. Right? There was right. no one that was connected to him. He needed something. That was that, you know, that metal pin that needed to go into that's the, the... Right, that's the one except that, That's why, if you look in Netzach Yisrael, you'll see that, that Mashiach has to come from, from Rus and Nama. Right? There is that aspect that whoever is going to be not just the Tzura for Klausel, but I mean, the moment you start 
talking about how the clouds relate to the rest of the world, us being able to be a Mamlakas coin and the Goy Kodesh, to be a Orla Gol, to be to be a, a light unto the nations, then you need that hook to be able to connect into us. That's what we're talking about over here. And that's actually beneficial. That's that's why it's a it's a ru'il. That's why it's not, it's not it's not a sapachas. Yeah. Okay. Shkoyach say. Everyone should have a very holy, a very holy uh, day.